As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is Girl Take Note, a podcast for women who are looking to turn their dreams into reality. Every week, I will have a different guest to talk about how they turn their passions into paychecks. So whether you're building a business or you just need a spark of inspiration, we've got you covered. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday on wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember, don't just dream, achieve. Subscribe, tune in, and let's unlock your potential together. Welcome back, guys, to Girl Take Note. I'm your host, Shawnee Sanders. And today is an episode that is truly a must listen. We are joined by the inspiring Alicia Potter, who transformed her life from homelessness to a successful real estate entrepreneur. Alicia's journey is a powerful tale of overcoming adversity from navigating a tough divorce, single motherhood, to building a six-figure real estate empire. She's here to share her incredible story filled with lessons on resilience, financial literacy, and breaking barriers in the real estate industry. Get ready for an episode that's just not inspiring, but also empowering, especially for anyone interested in real estate, entrepreneurship, and women's empowerment. Alicia's story is a testament to what faith and perseverance can achieve. So grab your coffee and tune in for this awe-inspiring conversation with Alicia Potter. Hey, Alicia, welcome to the Girl Techno Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am so grateful and humbled to be with you today and really excited <laughs> about our conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. We'll talk about real estate. We'll get to know your story because on this show, we love to connect with people's story. I feel like we connect with people through their stories. For and sure. so that's one of the things that I like. And so to jump us off, I want to talk a bit about your um your background, your struggles and your triumphs. Because I know you mentioned before that you went through homelessness, but also you achieved great academic success. So kind of give us the backstory on how everything happened and how you came out on top. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to share this because I just believe that your pain is your purpose, no matter how small or how um, enormous of, of, of a journey that you've walked with pain, you know, God wants to produce some purpose from that. And so if we can just detach, 
you know, how we feel about the situation. Um, you know, we, we, we would have more confidence in, in sharing some of our pain and not trying to hide it. You are not what you've been through. So having yes. said that, um, hey, everybody, my name's Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just a regular person who, you know, God chose to, to walk a journey and to come out um, and help other people come through that journey as well. And I remember being 26 years old with a baby in my belly and a baby on my hip and going mm. through a divorce. And me being from, from Boston, um, and at the time I was living in Delaware, which is where I had graduated from Delaware State University. Shout out to my alum, DSU. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm just, you know, young, new and cry, new, newly um, born again Christian. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had this picture of what I thought my, what would bring my life happiness. Yeah. Um, having been someone who, you know, was used to having a, a very strained on and off relationship with my dad. And I didn't know that I was looking for dad in every relationship. And that I was thinking that marriage would be my promise of this life that I never got to live as a kid where I can have a, you know, a f- full family unit and have just someone who accepts all of the love that I want to give and yeah. someone who can give me all of the love that I thought that I never got from a male figure. So subconsciously I was pursuing that all of my 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 life, you know, as a teenager and then being a young adult. Like I said, newly Christian and you know everybody's talking about marriage is great and I'm like I want that. I want that and so yeah. I just married you know, the first thing that came along, you know, you know now he acts, I say yes. My self-esteem and my, my self-worth. And even yeah. though I, you know, um, Shawnee, I saw the red flags, I heard the sirens, but I just plowed right on through. Like, you know, Lord, you'll just make it good. You'll you'll we'll just we'll just work on it as we go along. It'll just be yeah. okay. Because yeah. who else is gonna want me? This guy's showing me that he wants me. And so we didn't make it to the first wedding anniversary, sis. We were separated before we even celebrated a year. Wow. Um, Got back together because that's the right thing to do, right? You don't divorce. God hates divorce. And so even if it's, you know, the wrong person, (laughs) let's just make this work. I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. um, We had Caleb. Caleb came along and, you know, we thought, I thought Caleb would make it better. Um, And it just got worse. A lot of competitiveness. You know, nobody really knew who their role was. And, you know, so um, there there was no camaraderie in the marriage. And so Soraya, I don't want to say accidentally came along. I want to say unexpectedly came along. And I was just devastated. I'm like, you know, I have this horrible marriage. My husband is so mean and Mm. evil to me. Like, why would you let me get pregnant? And so I spent a lot of my second pregnancy, angry and bitter. Yeah. And um, we, we separated again because I just remember having this epiphany. Um, we had like a physical altercation, one of many. Mm-hmm. Um, they happened to be pregnant. He sat on my stomach and I was just like, why, why am I allowing this? Like, why am I here? And yeah. I remember getting up from that altercation and just seeing my life 10 years ahead of time, seeing that this is what it was going to be like. So it's almost like I was just running from a burning building and I picked Caleb up out of the crib 
and I packed everything I could. And I just, I was just running for my life, running for my peace. I didn't, I didn't have any answers. I didn't know what was what. I just knew that I couldn't do this. Yeah. Um, and so um, that led me through a journey, you know, it really led me through a journey. And I ended up, um, you know, getting on bed rest because of complications with the pregnancy. And so I lost everything, like my job, you know, livelihood. And I I hit rock bottom. I was on state assistance and I'm this young chocolate looking girl pregnant, you know. And so now my self-esteem is really troubled because it's like, you know, I don't want people to think I'm some unwed mother, just judging myself. Like, yeah. Basically, yeah. Even if I was so, but I was, I was putting these harsh judgments on myself. Yeah. Um, And so moving through the process, I just realized that first of all, my mother was a single parent. So Mm -hmm. I saw her get knocked down and keep getting up, get knocked down and keep getting up. And so that's all I knew was to go into survival mode. Like my mom did when she was a single mom and, and get up. So I got up, um, I, I eventually, um, Caleb and Soraya were about one and two years old. And um, I, I knew immediately that I needed to change my career. I was a high school teacher and I just wanted to be present for my kids. High school teacher, that's going to come home with me every day, grading mm-hmm. papers, writing lesson plans. So I was like, I need to just change my career to a nine to five. So I went back to school to get my master's degree. And um, when I got to the last year of school, um, I had to do 700 hours of internship. And so trying to negotiate with my new employer um, who had a PhD in psychology, I mean, like he knew the track that I was on, you know, and I'm like, like, I need some time to work part-time so that I can, you know, do my internship. And and he was like, no, you either work full-time or you quit. Mm. So I found myself at a crossroad again, like, hmm. Yeah. Does I have my destiny in his hands? No. So, you know, survival mode again, running out the burning yeah. building. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. Bachelor's degree, and I'm trying yeah. to get jobs in the mall, like Bath and Body Works and, you know, anywhere I could if, without lying on my application and not saying I had a bachelor's degree and no one would hire me. Yeah. So I didn't have any income and I, so that I would not get evicted, I proactively put in my 60-day notice looking for a miracle. Mm. And um, I did get an internship and my internship was two hours away from where I lived in Delaware. It was in DC because I thought, well, maybe I'll move to DC. I'll be able to make more money. And, you know, God had a plan, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so um, in my last semester of grad school, you know, we became homeless. There was nowhere for me to go. Um, I thought my ex-husband and I would reconcile, but it was just so toxic and fiery that I had to really choose reality over religion. I had to choose peace over what people thought I should be doing. You're not coming home with me in this very toxic and abusive environment. Um, And so we moved into a homeless shelter that Mm. only gave me 30 days to stay there. And um, I, again, you know, in survival mode, knocking on doors, banging on windows until I got an opportunity for my children and I to have housing. And I stumbled upon a local housing authority and they were like, oh, everybody says they're homeless. I'm like, no, I'm homeless. Do you need a letter? What you need? <laughs> exactly. So I brought them back a letter from the shelter stating, yep, she resides here. And then they wanted something to say I was in school, whatever they needed. And about 
three months later, I was living with some friends and mm-hmm. I got a letter in the mail with my address. Um, and so that sounds exciting, but it's my address in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, God, like, amen. It's my yeah. own place, my own toilet paper. So we move in there. I gave things away, gave furniture away. I was just like, Lord, I just believe you for new. I just believe for new. And you know, for quite some time, I had wanted to go into real estate, but I, I didn't really understand the industry. Like I saw myself wearing nice suits and selling houses, but I didn't know like how they made their money and yeah. commission and how do I get health insurance and what if I never sell a house? So it was like I dipped my toe in and out the water on that. Um, and I also always wanted to own a home and no mm-hmm. one in my family had ever done so. And so those were some things that like were desires of mine, but I didn't know how they would come to pass. And so um, when I moved in, I had to go sign my lease. You have a case manager. And um, and I just felt God impressing upon my heart to dress up to go sign my lease. So I put on this black business suit with my little briefcase <laughs> and my little stilettos. And I want them to know this girl is different. This hood yes. girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stepping in here up. differently. Yeah. yeah. And I walked up into Mr. Alexander's office, which was my case manager. And I, I said, I want to own a house. I don't even remember sitting down. Um, when I walked through the door, I said, hey, I want to own a house. I, I want to know what programs you have. And he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so he gave me the brochure to the program and I, I didn't meet any of the criteria, um, but I, I walked away with some hope, you know? And uh, a couple days later, I had a little temp job, almost done with school. And um, I got a call from Mr. Alexander, still the first week in the apartment, had not finished unpacking much of anything yet. And he said, you know, you made such an impression on us when you came to sign your lease. We want to put you in the homeownership program. Mm. And as he's talking to me, like, it's like a Charlie Brown, womp, 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 womp moment, you know, he's talking and I'm looking around the room at all of the boxes I had not unpacked. And he's like, we have two houses available. I want you, here are the addresses, go pick out which one you want and call me back. Now, mind you, I'm getting this call as I'm walking through the door from work and yeah. so I'm standing in between the threshold of the door, the screen door. If you can picture this, the screen door and the, the doorway. And I'm like, what? So I hopped out of the doorway and I hopped back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving down the road, Shawnee. And I was just like, you know, I, I, sometimes when you're in the midst of darkness, mm. you can't see where you're going. Yes. All you can, just like you've ever been in a dark room at night and you're trying to find the shoe, you're trying to find the cup to, you know, and you're just feeling around and that's where I was in that season of my life is I'm trying to find the destination because God, I know that this is not how it's supposed to end for me. And if I just Mm -hmm. hold on to some slither of hope, I know that there's going to be purpose behind this. And so I'm riding down the highway and I'm like, well, this is the housing authority. Like, what are these houses going to really look like? But I heard in my heart, like, don't despise small beginnings. And so I went to the first neighborhood and I didn't like the houses. They were too close together. And when I got to the second neighborhood, I I just stopped the car in front of the house and I just cried because it was a moment where I experienced where like you pray something, but you don't know you're praying. You're just talking to yourself. And I used to talk to myself and say, oh, I love houses with gray siding and black shutters. Mm. This was a house with gray siding and black shutters. Oh, I love houses with brick. This was a gray house with black shutters with a little patch of red brick on the right-hand side. And 
I just sat there and I had a moment where I felt like, you know, God really loved me in that moment. When you're going through divorce and you're a Christian woman and you feel ostracized and you feel judged and you feel alienated mm-hmm. and um, all of those feelings. And I was like, does God still love me? Are we okay? Like, I, I didn't want a divorce. And then like, I probably shouldn't have married him. Are we yeah. okay? And I really felt released from all of that. Once I pulled up in front of that house that I knew was mine, I just felt God saying, this is a new, this is new. Just don't mm. look back. Just walk into your new. And so we moved in there the next week. My neighbors were looking out their window like, you're getting evicted already? <laughs> And that program, it was a program. So so they would buy houses in the program, Shawnee, mm-hmm. and they would put their longstanding, um, good paying tenants in there. I didn't meet any of that. I just moved in. I just, yeah. you know, um, and they would allow you to pay rent for three years. A portion of your rent would go into an escrow to help you with down payment and closing costs. You had three years to kind of work with their local um, housing counseling program. Yeah. Um, and go to settlement on the house. And so I did that. And in 2008, when the market was crashing, I was walking away with the keys to my house that I owned. (laughs) (laughs) That, listen, that is amazing. I mean, you said so much. And one, like you said, I think we, I think our greatest moments come out of our most darkest places. Mm-hmm. Right. When we're facing hardship, when we're going through things so unexpectedly, mm-hmm. it's when we want, we rise to the occasion. But like you said, just that faith and that grace that God gives us, you know, to really mm-hmm. just to hold on. Because like you said, you just, you're kind of feeling your way around. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's going to happen. That's what yeah. blind faith is, right? For you sure. don't really know what's going to happen, but you just know that no matter what, he's going to take care of it. Right. And I think so many of us as women, we, we deal with a lot of that. And I've interviewed so many entrepreneurs on this show, women who have been through divorce and who became entrepreneurs because of out of divorce and things that they've been through. And I always think it's such a great story to hear, you know, that they didn't stay in that place. They didn't let this marriage that ended break them. Right. Well, they was able to rebuild and then see light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just feel like your story is amazing. It's like it was just all God ordained because. You just got into that place a week. It's crazy. It's like you, like you said, I lived there a total of two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even really unpack anything until he's like, "No, I'm gonna bless you with a house that's because fine. that's not what you really want. This is what you truly want." Yeah, and I think it's amazing. That is an absolute amazing story to share, and it's inspiring because even in myself, when I go through things and I'm facing some things right now, and when you said something that was so key, when you're feeling it, like I said, you're in the darkness, you're just trying to feel your way around. Sure. You know what I mean? You're feeling your way around trying things to see if you can come out of it when you're coming out of it. You know what I mean? But what you just said just really kind of inspired me. And I'm like, man, this must have been an episode for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I love that. Seriously, because of some things that I'm facing and I'm just like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear because I feel like I'm in this dark. I'm going through this darkness, this thing in my life, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. figure it out. I'm feeling my way around. Look and I'm that. praying and I'm staying faithful, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, like you said, but I'm not stopping. I'm continuing forward. I'm not going to fall down and be sad about mm-hmm. it. I'm just, God, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm feeling, I'm feeling my way through because I know that there's better for me. And I know that this is not where it ends for me. It's so true. You know, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Yes. And on the rise to that, we hit wins. 
Yes. The rain comes. Yes. We get pushed down some steps and we have to get back up and walk back up the steps. We don't, God doesn't tell us that the in-between. He does never yes. tell us about the in-between. No, never. <laughs> you know? Because we would, we'd say no. We would oh, say yeah. no. Oh, and yeah. I think we see his greatest glory when we, like you said, put on the blinders mm-hmm. and just walk by faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really true. And this, this, I mean, like I said, the story was just absolutely amazing. And I think so many people don't know necessarily about, is that program still around? Because I don't think a lot of people know about that type of program. Yeah. Well, as a real estate professional now, you know, I definitely know that I was, um, you know, kind of like a, what they call it, like a needle in a haystack kind of. Yeah. Now that was in Delaware, was in Kent County, Delaware. Yeah. Um, through the housing authority of the city that I was living in, it is not common at all. Mm. But I feel like, you know, God knows how to meet us right where we are. Yeah. And and where I was, I needed that. Um, as I sit today now, having been in the real estate industry almost seven years, and and I and that's the first question that a lot of my, you know, um, First time home buyer clients ask me who they've never bought a home before. And like me, they've never seen anyone in their family do it. And they, they've not had conversations at the kitchen table about credit and financial yeah. literacy. And they feel like, you know, I have to have a whole lot of money to buy a house or immaculate credit. Can someone just give me a chance and let me rent to own? And, and, and you don't have to do that. Like there's so many amazing programs out there for people. Like I have clients with 600 credit scores buying houses. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like yeah. you don't have to have a super, you know, 800 credit score or $100,000 in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Right. But just, you know, being in a position to allow somebody to educate you and walk you through the journey and, you know, teach you something that you don't know. And it is a, it is a faith walk, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I know that, you know, and having helped almost over 200 people that it is possible for anybody to buy a home, regardless of, you know, your income level, um, you know, everybody can have a piece of that American dream. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, and you can you let me know this. I think most people, because they, like you said, believe that you got to have this perfect credit score, you got to have all this money, that 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 stops them from even seeking out someone like you to even just right. ask the questions, because well, they already feel like they made up in their mind that I don't have a credit score, I don't have the money, I'm not going to get a house. Well, you're so right. I mean, that's why I celebrate people for making the big little step of just mm-hmm. calling me. <laughs> You know, I'm like, yay, like you did a big thing today by calling yeah. me. And you're like, I know, I know I did. You know, I did that too, right? <laughs> well, they come see me exactly. for a consultation. And, and sometimes it's like wrestling people down to the floor just to get them in to see me for a consultation. Yeah. One, either they feel shameful of the fact that they don't really know a lot or, you know, maybe they've had a couple of hiccups on their credit or, yeah. or two, they maybe they've had bad experiences and they feel like someone's trying to push them and sell them something that they don't want. Or- Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with spot me and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services, debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA, members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that they're going to be judged, you know? So I just let them know like, Hey, like, we're just going to have a conversation. You can ask whatever you want, you know, and we're just going to have fun. You don't need to bring anything. Yep. Just bring your smile and all your questions. And we're just going to have fun because, (laughs) you know, it can be a scary thing. Yeah. In my situation, um, Mm -hmm. again, like I was coming from a lot of self-condemnation. So like I was always bouncing checks or always had like negatives in my bank account. Like the program only gave me three years to matriculate through it and buy a house. So like in year two, you know, us overachievers, I'm like, I'm just, I'm (laughs) going to be year two. I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to have to go through the whole three years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I the budgeting class. When I saw the budgeting class on the schedule, I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm sick to (laughs) you know, because I was scared of budgets. Um, Yeah. But in, but you it, it, just buying a home, like you, you have to, at least at that time, like you had to be 12 months without any kind of overdrafts in your account. So in year two, I had an overdraft in my account. Mm. I cried. I mean, first of all, my housing counselor was a Holy Spirit filled woman. Yeah. I mean, she was amazing. God just put the right people, the right team of people around me to get me through that faith journey. Um, I just remember her rubbing my back in that appointment and like tears falling on her desk on the paper. (laughs) She was like, girl, you're going to get your house. You're going to have your husband with you. God has a husband. I've already got the big house. Don't you worry about that. You you got another year, you know, and I'm like, so um, just, you know, having people that can speak life to you and, um, you know, that's who I became now in my industry. You know, that's my why today, um, you know, is letting people know that, you know, give yourself grace to make mistakes. Like this is a whole new life change. It's a whole new mindset yeah. change when you've, you've always grown up. Like I grew up in the hood. I grew up yeah. across the street from the projects. I grew up, you know, my mom calling me saying, don't come home tonight. They just shot through the house. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the environment I grew up in. Like we had the welfare cheese. Like I saw my grandma post food stamps out the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm coming out of college on Medicaid and, and, and college degree on food stamps. So, you know, there's a mindset shift that has to happen so that you can believe that you can do it. And, and you have, people have to give themselves grace, um, as they, you know, learn a different way, um, in order to achieve their dream. Yeah, you're right. I think you said something important about the mindset because, they've already, their mind is already set to the place where I don't have these things so I can't achieve it. That's right. And then it's that thing of like you said before, you know, people get embarrassed because they have overdrafts. They don't have that much money. Their credit score is bad. You know, so they get embarrassed by all these different things. So it doesn't, it won't allow them to take those steps because they're just too scared to do it. Yeah. 
And, and that's, then, they'll that's, go to, then they'll go to Mr. Google and start Googling yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that, mm-hmm. that makes it even worse, scares them away. And I'm like, I said to one of my clients yesterday, no Google. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call your realtor. You know, Google is confused. So, but, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's such a rewarding um, position to be in to see yeah. somebody go from fragile, fretful to you know accomplishing their dream and really building legacy, and that's what I was able to do. And and but had it not been for the painful journey that I went through to yeah. become homeless, to then become a homeowner, mm-hmm. it was a, a a double blessing, you know, of being able to you know break cycles in my family of poverty and lack of financial literacy to now I. And educate other people in various mm. communities about, you know, how to build their credit, uh, you know, how to invest and what it means to actually own versus rent, you know, yeah. um, and, and how to build that legacy for their families as well. And I'm incredibly grateful. Yes. So when you got into real estate, were you selling homes at that time? And then you kind of your career kind of elevated from there. Like, how did you start? Well, I love that, the picture you just painted, because when I first got into real estate, my church family was so supportive. And so every Mm. Sunday, this one um, old little lady would walk up to me and say, did you sell a house today? Did you sell a house this week, Alicia? And, you know, (laughs) being in real estate, you you are really an independent contractor. You mean, you know, like no one's hiring you. (laughs) No, it's kind of like I like to... um, analogize it to um, one of a few industries like it, which is like the cosmetology industry or the barbering industry. It's like, you know, after I get out your chair and you make me beautiful is when I pay you, right? So if realtors get compensated the same way, we put a lot, we front load a lot of hours, a lot of our expertise, a lot of relationship building Mm -hmm. in hopes that at the end, you know, we will, you will let us take you to the finish line (laughs) so that we can feed our family and put gas in Um, So, so initially how I got started really was like how God does me is my back has to be against the wall in order for me to just say, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> well, like after I got my master's degree, you know, I, I slipped into the comfort zone of, you know, getting a job in my field. And yeah. I became a workforce development specialist. It wasn't what I really wanted to do. It was kind of, I was a single mom and I had mm-hmm. to take the jobs that came to me. Um, yeah. you know, my dream job was being a dean of students at a prestigious HBCU somewhere, you know, you yeah. come to the dean Alicia's office. Oh yeah, the Lord had for me, and and I'm like, that's the job that's going to give me the six figures and the nice big house. So, Mm -hmm. um, but like all those doors were shut, and so everything on my resume was pointing me into case management in the workforce development industry. Mm -hmm. Where I'm so grateful that God gave me opportunity to to do that because then I started interfacing with women like me, single moms going through divorces on welfare, you know, like in homeless shelters, sleeping in their cars because the homeless shelter only gives you 30 days. And, you know, after they put you up in hotels, if you still don't have a place to live, the state says, now we're going to take your children. And so, you know, the system working against, you know, women who were in situations they didn't ask to be in and they needed grace and guidance and 
and they needed hope. And so me being able to, you know, close my office door and, and say, okay, let me pray with you, you know, and mm-hmm. here's my story. And, and listen, you're seeing me behind this desk, you know, looking all successful with my business suit on and my heels, but let me tell you how I got here. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. And so I needed that season to be able to pour back out. But God started dealing with me about, okay, you are an entrepreneur. You came from a family of entrepreneurs. It's time now to move into entrepreneurship. And I'm like, oh, that was my grandmom. That was my mom. That wasn't me. I'm fine with a nine to five. I got FICO, you know, FICO and, yeah. and the health insurance. And, yeah, you know, yeah. two weeks, we got some money coming. Until every two weeks you don't have it because, you know, you're getting laid off or, you know, like you don't have control of your destiny when you're at Mm -hmm. the mercy of someone else's, someone else's vision. Yeah. And so I met my purpose partner during that season of my life. Uh, Shout out to DJ Randy P, my amazing (laughs) husband of 10 years, my boyfriend of 15 years. Yes. uh, And an amazing bonus father to Caleb and Soraya. Um, but I met him during that time and he had been an entrepreneur since he was 12 years old. And so he was always pushing me like, oh, you know, by the time I had authored a a couple of books, um, Johnny, I had started a nonprofit organization called Empowered Women Ministries. Mm. And um, this is how he met me because I was doing speaking engagements and, you know, um, so I was, I was entrepreneurial, but I'm like, that's, you know, on the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to take that leap. And so what happened is I got laid off, you know, Mm. the whole, the whole joint got shut down. Like Jonah shouldn't have been on the boat, you know, now the boat rocking and everybody's affected. Jonah's in the boat and er everybody got laid off. I was like, everybody. So in that season, you know, and and we were engaged then and and, um, God was dealing with him about retiring from his job of 22 years and starting his business as well. Mm -hmm. And so he hears God and he moves. God got to push me off a ledge and then I jump. So so I'm like, yeah, do it. I support you. You know, he's like, you support me. Yep. Go ahead. You know, because you're going to figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) But after getting laid off, um, I I tried to go back into the workforce and and I could not, no one would hire me, my five page resume and all these credentials and I couldn't get hired and real estate kept coming back. Real estate kept coming back. And so um, I finally went into real estate school in 2017 after kind of having a little bout with depression and, you know, like we got married, we relocated and I I don't do change really well. And again, I'm in a dark room trying to figure it out and I'm frustrated. This is not what I'm used to. And so I'm like, I'm cooking and gaining weight and baking and gaining weight. I'm like, we'll figure it out. Um, But I went to get um, signed up for real estate school. And um, I also was afraid of like testing. So that was another thing I kept using as an excuse. Yeah. Um, because as a teacher, I never passed the praxis. And so just a lot of limiting beliefs I had. But yeah. once I matriculated through the school and I passed the test with flying colors, I just had a jolt of um, confidence, you know, come about me. And so um, in my first year of real estate, I ended up serving 25 families. And then wow. those 25 families end up telling their friends and families about yeah. me. And then in my second year, I served 
44 families. And so now I'm passed out somewhere because it's just me. I don't have an assistant. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember being in Walgreens one day. I used to always go to Walgreens to buy my clients gift cards before settlement. And so the guy is bringing up my 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 card and he's like, hey, he said, um, you've been in here a lot this month. <laughs> How many houses have you sold? And I'm business like, is good. Oh, no. <laughs> because I used to always be afraid to like write goals and look at them. Or like my husband used to teach me, like, you got to know your numbers, look at your numbers. And for me, like, I don't want to see if I failed at something. Yeah. Nor yeah, do I, I want to know how much I'm succeeding just in case I end up failing again. So it was that fear of failure and the fear of success at the same time. But I went and looked at my numbers and that was before I knew that I was in like the high 30s of of my numbers. That was like in 2018 um, or 20. Yes, 2018. And so um, or no, it was 2019. And so I um, I went back to the office and I looked at the report. I would get reports like every week and I would just never look at them, keep them in the yeah, office. Yeah. You know? I looked at the report and it said 36, 30s had 36 addresses on there that I had sold already that year. And we were in like the month of um, November-ish, October-ish. Yeah. And it was already at 36. And I had closings on the books for December. Like that's the time of year that's really slow for most realtors. December, I had like five closings on the books in December. So oh my God. Um, I knew I knew that this was bigger than just I'm selling houses. This was I, I'm walking into a new type of calling and purpose. Yes. Of giving people hope in this area. Because yes. I tell people now, like I've never sold a house. I've simply just helped almost 200 families believe that they could achieve their dream. Mm -hmm. And I've been the conduit between their prayer and God bringing them to their answer. You know what I mean? Yes. So like there's times I've had to pray with my clients. There's mm -hmm. times that I've had to, you know, give them the word of God. Like, you know, I know this looks impossible. Like your settlement is two weeks, two weeks from now and you're hitting, you know, an obstacle, a mountain. Yeah. All, but like, this is just your Red Sea moment. Like God is releasing you from poverty. God's releasing you from generational curses. And mm -hmm. here comes Pharaoh and his army saying, wait a minute, never mind. Like we want you back. Like this is just your Red Sea moment. Just use yeah. what's in your hand and speak to that Red Sea until it's apart. You're going to be okay. We're going to get to that settlement table. You know, that's why there's 37 reviews on my Google page. You know yeah. I mean? like, you know, but there's sometimes at night, like I'm crying for these people, like I'm interceding and, and I'm yes. stressed it's stressing me out. <laughs> you know? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work out, but I'm telling you it is, you know, no, right. Right. And believe calling came a calling to me. It is a calling to me. And, you know, I don't know what God has in store for me in the next five years, but right yeah. now I'm saying yes to this. Um, and he has blessed me tremendously. Like he's brought me out of poverty from me bringing others out of poverty, you know, yes. to build a six figure real estate business um, in my third year. And, um, and then I'm now I'm able to like pull other people into the industry that don't think they can do it and coach and teach and train them. So I built a team called the optimism group Yeah, and I to coach and train other agents to do the same thing I did the way I did it, which is. You give these people hope. You over-service and over-deliver and show these people you care about them, not about the check you get at the end, because you don't know if you're going to get that check, right? You've got to focus on what's important to your client. What is the goal for the client? Like mm -hmm. get, so, get so invested in their dream that it becomes your dream. 
And that limping and bleeding, you're going to help them get there. And then you'll never want for anything in this industry. So all of the things I was afraid of that I first told you, like, what if I never sell a house? I've never yeah. been newer. I don't know if I can do this. And in, in my in my in the market that I started in was a very rural market. Yeah. Uh, very very Caucasian dominated real estate market. Like I used to see billboards and be like, I don't see me on them billboards. Are those people going to buy houses from me? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But then in 2022, I became the first black woman in that area to be on a, in real estate, to be on a billboard. Ever, wow. Ever wow. in that location. Yeah. And, that's and an honor. What did that do for other people of color, people that were Asian and Hispanic coming yeah. into the industry? Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know what we're saying no to a lot of yeah. times out of fear and discouragement. Right. Yeah. God's not going to show us the whole picture until we step in the frame. So we step in. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> God, let me, you know, you said something that's so true. And I tell people all the time when I talk to the entrepreneurs on this show, a lot of people leaps are intentional and some people leaps are unintentional. And you had an unintentional leap because like you said, I got laid off. So it's like I was already working on this thing and then I decided to say, okay, I'm going to take that step of faith and I'm going to move into this full time versus, like I said, trying to figure it out. And it's so funny to me how I'm listening to you and I keep going back to my own story because I got laid off actually in August. And I said, <laughs> and I've been doing the podcast for a while, you know, while I was working, good job, top six figure salary. And then when I got laid off, I was like, oh my God. Right. You know what I mean? You hit that thing of like, um, what am I going to do? That salary was really good coming mm -hmm. in every month. I was like, but uh, God, I've been asking to be, to go directly into entrepreneurship. You know, I'm having a podcast about women taking a leap into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, eventually God is like, okay, it's, it's your turn, you know? And I got pushed in and I've been on this road. And that's what I'm saying. Listen to your story today. I'm telling you, Alicia, it's so inspiring because it's, it's exactly, Everything you've gone through is kind of like what I'm dealing with right now, right? With yeah. figuring things out, filling through the dark. Okay, God, yeah. is this is what you want me to do. I'm, I'm, go, I'm gonna jump into this and I'm gonna do it because the same thing. I got a, I'm really skilled. I mean, my, my career was in tech, so I'm really skilled at certain things. And okay, I'm really skilled at certain things. And it's like, okay, the job offers are not coming in, so I need to make sure I do something because money still has to come in the household. That's right. And so, just listening to your story and how you overcame and how God took you through to where you are now. It's inspiring. It really is inspiring. It's specifically to me because of the stuff that I'm going through. And it's like, it's like you're hearing your testimony is giving me hope. Mm. It's um, giving me the strength and the courage I need to fight on and continue on, Jesus. you know, because I think sometimes when we're going through stuff and, and you can tell me this happened to you during your time, we, we, we tend, and it's like, I'm a faithful person, 100%, but I tell you, I stand on God's word, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm faithful and I know he always going to bring me out, but there are moments when I doubt. Yeah. There are moments that doubt creep in, anxiety creep in, fear creeps in. And I'm like, okay, God, um, what am I going to do? Yeah. I get doubtful and I'm just like, I, I got to find something else. I got to do it. Did yeah. you ever have those moments during that time where you felt like, is this really what you want me to do, God? <laughs> <laughs> or I should I go back to looking for this job right now? <laughs> Did I have that moment even a month ago? Okay. Yeah, you, you know, you do because yeah. um, being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is a faith walk. 
Yes. And we are the most unique individuals. We are we are visionaries. We have a hard time sleeping at night because as soon as we lay on the pillow, we're like, we're like, okay, the next thing, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, let me write that yes. down. <laughs> yes. Right? You know, like we don't have a nine to five. People look yeah. at us like, and then, you know, you'll get questions like, so you still doing such and such, you know, because they're waiting for yes. you to say that the nine to fivers, no judgment, but they're waiting for you to say that it failed or it didn't work. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. they wish they can do that too. They were too afraid and they're looking yes. at you wishing that they could have your life. Yeah. Um, you know, but, oh my gosh, I don't want my computer to die. Um, okay. But yeah, it's, it's like, you know, um, you still have those moments because it's a yeah. faith walk. But what I, what I learned is that you need community and yeah. you need like community. And, yes. and the more I'm around other entrepreneurs and we're casting vision and we're also sharing our pains, like yes. okay, this, this month, the bank, the, the business account was in the negative. <laughs> when, okay. When, not even four months ago, it, it had like five, you know, you know, like 20 grand in it. What, what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, entrepreneurs, we have to write checks out, you know, for six months ahead sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, because we don't know when we're getting like the next contract. But um, what I learned is that, you know, I have to rely on the word. We, we have to rely on the word. He said that, you know, I'll, I'll supply all your need according to Mm -hmm. my glory, you know? Um, And, and that if I feed the sparrow every day, Mm. every day who I didn't even die for, they get up every day and fly to somewhere and eat. What more for us? You know? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Is your computer okay? Because we got time for more questions. Or... My battery is dying and I have a client about to walk in. Okay. So you know what? We're going to go ahead and end the show. Listen, Lives, I, I could have talked so much more, but this has been such an inspiring episode and I'm super excited. I have to say connected. We have to stay connected I would because love like you say, you need to like-minded people that can kind of encourage you um, to stay on your journey of entrepreneurship because it is a faith walk. So Alicia, listen, thank you so much for being on the show with us. I appreciate your story. I know my listeners who are listening is going to find this to be so inspiring and you have to come back because we have to finish. Let's do this a part house. two. I would love it. A part two. So we can get more into the real estate, the market, the industry trends, stuff like that. Yes. So love great. That. Okay, good. So listen, guy, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.